When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bulletin. Rightio, let's get stuck into the Bulletin today with Guy Havelt, and I can just uh, hear, well, I can see it actually, the beaming smile on the news that Kane Williamson will be at the uh, World Cup in India for us. Uh, Guy, how did you wake up with that news this morning? Morning, mate. Uh, This is incredible, isn't it? This is nothing short of just absolutely remarkable, bordering on miraculous that Kane Williamson has managed to do that. Uh, Rupturing his ACL in April, an injury that generally takes around nine months, sometimes longer, to be now fit, well, almost fully fit, uh, but certainly able to be named and probably more than likely, seemingly they think 100% likely, able to play at a Cricket World Cup about six months later. That is just absolutely out of this world. Uh, It is such, I mean, I don't need to tell you, it is such a significant boost for the Black Caps, isn't it? It's just, you know, you're kind of without them. You were going there... uh, looking ahead to that World Cup, thinking, well, the Black Caps probably have zero chance of going to a place like India as well and um, winning a Cricket World Cup without Kane Williamson. He's now in the squad, and all of a sudden you just start to wonder, well, maybe they are a chance of doing something over there. That is how significant this is. It is one player, yes, but it is a player of ability, of experience, of just batsmanship like we in New Zealand have never seen before. He's a a phenomenon, um, and it is huge. And the fact that he's in the dressing room, I think, is just such a steadying influence on those around. Yeah, 100% it is. And, you know, there are... There are some players there who, who haven't been to a World Cup before. You know, the Black Caps have lost a bit of experience over the past few years. Um, and I know they've got a little bit back with the likes of Trent Bolt uh, now being able to play for the Black Caps in this tournament or being picked for the Black Caps in this tournament. Um, but, you know, there, there is still a sense of a little bit of an experience about this team. So for someone of, of, of that experience, of that calibre, of that ilk, of that respect around the cricketing world is, is just so hugely significant and, uh, significant. and as I say, all of a sudden that Black Caps team just has this little, I was going to say little, but it has a huge extra bit of strength to it. And, and it's just, it's so exciting as a cricket fan to know that he is going to go there and, and, and be a part of that tournament. And so uh, that meaning uh, he's in, and uh, on Monday I'm led to believe that uh, Gary Stead will be confirming that uh, 15-man squad. Uh, I just wonder uh, where we're left now with a couple of positions. Have we seen enough to put Kyle Jamieson back into a World Cup? Uh, Do we have space for a Henry Nichols uh, this time around? It's a very interesting little conundrum, isn't it? And those two players there, I think, would be in my mind anyway, probably doubtful to make the squad. Uh, Henry Nichols particularly, I think possibly a little bit too inconsistent. Um, He's probably, in the one-day arena anyway, been usurped by someone like Mark Chapman, who has played very well um, in the past 12 months or so and and kind of taken every opportunity that he's been given. So he, for me, 
has possibly gone ahead of, of someone like Henry Nichols and then Kyle Jamieson, I, I just don't know if he's had enough bowling under his belt to then be, be propelled into a World Cup scenario. And recently in limited overs stuff, he hasn't actually bowled that well. Um, I know he took three wickets in, in, the, in the most recent T20 that seemingly was a bit of an anomaly that the Black Caps won. Um, and he took three wickets and bowled well there, but in the first two he was tonked around the park a bit. So I'm not sure he's the best guy at the moment and in Indian conditions as well. Um, yeah, but, but look, Kane slots into that number three position, um, who they open with is going to be very interesting. A few whispers that maybe Finellan might not be there, which would be very interesting considering all the eggs they put in the Finellan basket recently. Um, so who they might open with there, if that is indeed true. Um, and, you know, and, and would they put a Daryl Mitchell, Mitchell up there or something like that? It seems like Martin Guptill is well out of favour, so he's unlikely. Mm. Who would be the next opener if that is the case? A very, very interesting few days ahead. We've got Kane Williamson out of the way, but now there are some some more Mm. questions around this team to come. Absolutely, there is. Great story out of uh, Southland. We had uh, Jason Dermody on a little bit earlier, Guy, who was the coach of the Southland Boys High First 15, and boy, has that that win and the the national champs gone down well in Invercargill. Billy, I love every second of the story, isn't it? Just just brilliant. What it meant to them, not only what it meant to the team, but apparently... They had been offered, or, or, or the mayor is, is angling that they might have a ticket tape parade in Invercargill for the for for the Southland Boys first fifteen. That that is just I love every bit of that. You know, seemingly the the, the whole region is behind them, um, and and you know this has been a competition that's been dominated by the likes of Hamilton Boys. Um, Auckland schools and, and even Hastings boys as well, and probably Christchurch boys actually too. But, um, you know, for, for, for Southland boys to, to come through and beat Westlake as well, who I think maybe it was their first final as well. Um, a, a remarkable mm. final just, just for those two teams to be in it in the year for Southland boys to, to, um, to, to get it done. Fantastic. We've got our reporter, Michelle Prendival, at their, at their assembly this morning. So uh, I'm sure there'll be some great pictures coming out of that uh, on our board. Fantastic. That's cool. Uh, that, that is wonderful, Havel. Hey, Louis here, mate. I just think it's quite staggering. Um, Kane Williamson's, you know, r- return and, and oh, incoming return, that's one thing. But you talking high school sports without crowbarring a, a cross-college <laughs> reference in there, that, that is tr- truly – I was playing 21 to 1 there. Um, mate, speaking of odds, I know you're a, you're a mainstream media man, but you have always been a great advocate for racing in that domain. Now – can you remember a time since you've been working as a journalist where there's been so much positivity around racing and then you put in the good fortune of a good track this weekend in Hastings and eight or nine Group 1 winners set to take the starting barriers? Is this probably as good of an opportunity for racing to leverage itself and market itself as a, a sport yet again? Just before I answer that, I would never mention Christ College when we're talking about rugby. We don't have the greatest rugby history in the last 20 or so years, Louis, so I'm not that stupid. Um, when it comes to, to this weekend, my word, what 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 a race. And I cannot stress that enough. What a race we have coming up to open our Group 1 season here in New Zealand. It, it is just, I mean, I'll name just four of those nine Group 1 winners that you mentioned. Dragon Leap, Sharp and Smart, La Creek and Legato. Could you ask for four better horses to be running around in the season opening Group 1 than that? Um, it, it is just... 
it's outstanding and and you know i'm a massive racing fan and i'll be parking myself up in, in front of the tv to catch this one as you say very impressed that they managed or seemingly think they'll be able to uh, if there's no rain of course um have a have a good track this weekend down in hastings that that's pretty significant i like a bit of legato i've got to be honest i know sharp and smart is is just a freak of a horse and and Will only be will only get better as well. Uh, I feel like it might need a little bit little bit more ground. I love Legato over the fourteen hundred, and I just think that on a good track, uh, she will be very very tough to beat. I, I love the racing pattern of a horse like Legato, who who tends to sit towards the back and rock its home. That that just thrills me as a racing fan. So I'm in the Legato camp, but I wouldn't be surprised if, well, any one of those other three that I mentioned or any one of the other eight Group 1 winners in that race uh, managed to get it done on, on Saturday. Boy, uh, we've been uh, talking um, on this particular little panel for about oh, seven or eight minutes, and we haven't mentioned the All Blacks, and yet it's a relatively important game this weekend. It's seemingly a uh, guy without... Uh, Geordie Barrett, is, uh, is that an issue for you? Yeah, it is, Smithy. Um, I've got a lot of time for, for David Havili or Anton Leonard-Brown. If, if they were to come into the midfield, one of them would, would replace Geordie Barrett. But I don't know. I, I know he played pretty poorly against South Africa uh, in the last test, but who out of the All Blacks played well except for Cam Roygaard? There was no one good for the All Blacks on that park. Um, he is a very, very very good midfielder. They've turned him into an excellent midfielder and I think there's just a few strings to his bow that the All Blacks might miss against the French on Saturday uh, if he is to be ruled out, which it sounds like he's going to be. And then you couple that with the fact that they don't have Brody Retallick, they don't have Tyrell Lomax and they don't have Shannon Frizzell, who I probably wouldn't have bothered too much about if he had been injured um, say, you know, any time before 12 months ago. In the last 12 months he's played some superb rugby, so just cup, just just added on top of those three injuries, it, it just makes it that little bit more concerning for me. As I say, I, I think David Havili or or, um, or Anton Leonard Brown would do a decent job. I just feel that Geordie Barrett is, is a very very key part of that backline, and him being out uh, is another big blow for what is a, a massive game to start the tournament. Absolutely. And uh, just finally, who would have thought, eh? Canterbury playing rugby at the Rangiora Showgrounds with a really good crowd on a well-promoted day, and I would imagine being Christ College, you wouldn't have sullied yourself going if you were in town. <laughs> well, I was. You know what? I was. I actually was in town on Saturday, but I had to. Uh, I had to work. I was lining up the bulletin, so I couldn't leave to go to the ground. But. I mean, I don't, I'm not the only one. It, there have been so many people calling for this for the NPC. Move it to the regions, move it to the smaller grounds. You know, we don't need to play these games at the likes of Eden Park, Sky Stadium, um, even, dare I say it, Orange Theory is probably even a little bit too big for an NPC game. Play it at Rugby Park in Christchurch or Rangiora, something like that, as they've just done. It, it was staring them in the face, and it took this review, well... Maybe not this review because they've, they've probably done it. It was already in place before this review came out. But hopefully this review that's just come out recently tells them that this is the thing that needs to be done with the NPC. Take it to the smaller grounds. Make the atmosphere a lot better. Get out of these cavernous, big concrete jungles where you're only getting probably a maximum of 1,500 for these games. It, it has been ludicrous for a long time. And that was an awesome picture. Uh, Louis Herman Watt must have been bloody dancing along the oh, sidelines yeah. or, or in his living room if he if he wasn't there. Uh, yeah, awesome. Loved every second of it, fellas.
Good on you, Guy. Uh, thanks very much for taking part this morning. Uh, enjoyed uh, your thoughts and enjoy a really massive Saturday of sport. How's how? Uh, I mean, has it been bigger? The All Blacks uh, as the curtain raiser to the Warriors. Incredible. I was about to say we haven't we haven't even mentioned the Warriors, mate. How bloody good! I, I can't wait. It's going to be a thrilling weekend. And now that Kane Williamson's confirmed, I can I can just take take the edge off a little bit and uh, and relax. Oh, the world's a wonderful place all of a sudden, mate. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so, so much man. for your participation this morning. Cheers, guy. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, mate.